0: Hey,
1: y'all. Welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margot and Abby.
0: We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health.
1: You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us
0: as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warrior family.
1: It's our time to share anxiety with you. Woo, yes. Yes that's a good one. You figured it out. Yeah, I did. You figured it out. Now that was
0: hoping. my important question.
1: Have you just been like sitting on it until the next time we recorded and I offered you my No, song? I,
0: I wrote it today and I wrote it down so I could remember it. And I was like, I hope she starts with the
1: song. The universe knew yeah. something in the energetic field and the space, whatever. Something new that I needed to sing it so you could respond perfect. Yeah. It's chef's kiss. I love it. I love it. Now we've got it. figured. Only two and a half seasons in and we figured it
0: <laughs> yes, out. We got it. We got it. So and that is, that is why you just stay with it. Right. I never said, Margo, mm. stop singing. I'm too anxious about what's going to come out of my mouth next. Right. You just, yeah. You let it go. You trust the process.
1: That's your improv nature mm-hmm. built from my bullshit singing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful singing, right? Uh, well, beautiful and bullshit. Same thing. Double B. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Friends, warriors. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> we are going to be doing a, another fun mundane for you all today. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's hear this day. Anxieties.
1: We just want to sing to you all warriors all day. It seems, it seems. We'll do a musical podcast episode. (laughs) Oh God, where we have to sing everything. Like even like talk singing, like they do in Hamilton. Oh, that's a terrible idea. But I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay, we'll have to map that out for the future. Okay, Abby, what is our mundane topic for the day? Personal space. Hmm hmm. Nice. nice. Yeah. Boundaries around the body.
0: Yes. Yes. And, you know, personal space varies with everyone, but there's like personal space with like close talkers. Yeah. But there's also personal space with like far away talkers. Right. Huh. Like, you know, like that the awkwardness, space-
1: if you were hoping to be closer or like not. Yeah. Being able to hear
0: them. Yes.
1: Yeah. All okay. Of that. Yeah. Okay, got it. Right.
0: It's still within the realm of personal space. Um, personal space when you're like on public transportation. Oh God. Yeah. Personal space when you're like with a loved one and want to be closer, Mm. you know? So like, it's like a, yeah, yeah. there's a lot that could be covered in, in personal space, but you know, mostly with me, it's like the discomfort of people getting too close to me in my personal space.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, not knowing if it's just that they feel close and connected to you. Is that how they are with everyone in their life? Right. Right. Is it like something to do with who you are to them or is it just that they don't know how to have a boundary? Maybe are they hearing impaired? Right. Like I, I think it's the, the,
0: they, like when I'm specifically thinking of very specific close talkers uh-huh. I think it has nothing to do with my relationship with them. I think they're just okay. fucking creeps.
1: Oh, so not even just that like that's the way that they maybe feel most comfortable communicating with folks. Uh, probably but that they're actually creepy. Both. Both. Oh, they feel okay. most
0: comfortable communicating closely, but I think it's like a power move for them. Ah, interesting. Right? Not like creepy like
1: like they're you know, trying close- to
0: yeah. Okay, no, not like yeah.
1: sexual or anything no, like that. No,
0: but okay. creepy in like a power move type sense. Slimy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, I, I mean, for me, when I hear creepy, I'm thinking like people are making advances at you, which I mean, mm. I'm sure that there are plenty of warriors that have that experience, right? Mm-hmm. But okay, I get it now. I get yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah. How, do you have any strong feelings around close talkers? Yeah, I mean, my instinct is always to... Try to um, not make them feel like uncomfortable in terms of which again it's like that's the the fond response or the people pleaser response. Mm-hmm. Like, don't back off too harshly, mm-hmm. right? Or or demand the boundary in a loud or potentially disrespectful way or something. Right. So I don't make them feel bad about being close, right? But it, but how can I create some space comfortably? Yeah. It's such a weird dance. Like um, I'm thinking of a couple of people, thankfully these people aren't staples in my life, but they are adjacent enough that i you know, over the course of the past five years, have had to see them infrequently, but still mm-hmm. enough. Where um, when, when I'm in an interaction with them, I know what to expect. And so yeah. I kind of have the strategies of like how to create the boundary mm-hmm. around my closest to them when they're speaking. It isn't always easy. And if they catch me off guard, I might be stuck in it for a little longer than I want before I can fix yeah. it. Like I need to go to the bathroom or so great catching up with you. I'm going to go talk to Adam real quick or you know, right. whatever the dart out of there to create uh, some comfort for myself before right. potentially revisiting right. a conversation with that person. Um, I like that pre-planning
0: part yeah. because I think that is like what any of us that don't feel comfortable with people invading our personal space, whether we know them well or don't, Right. I think the pre-planning of, oh, how do I want to navigate this if someone encroaches in my space? Because me like you, like I'm the people pleaser. I'm the like, oh, I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Even though like this one specific person in my mind, like has no problem making people uncomfortable. Right. Like, but still got to protect, you know, can't, can't get, can't make the, you know, water move or anything. Right.
1: Got to keep it calm. Yep. I do. I'm glad you brought up like that. There, there, there are people that just want to make it uncomfortable, and I feel like again with a couple of people that I'm thinking of, it's that they don't have, um, let's go with your typical socialization skills, maybe, mm, mm, or mm-hmm. and and some of it could just be from the way they were raised. Some of it could just be intrinsic within them. Yeah, that that's what they prefer, or right um, that they don't um. Maybe because people haven't put up enough boundaries or outwardly to them, or even if they have, have they been able to hear those boundaries? Have they been right. able to receive them, right? in order to make some curious changes in their behavior right? right? Well, and so I think about some some people I've encountered that it's like, I think, and that's where some of my compassion comes in. It's like, I think that's just the way this person's molded a little bit. Mm-hmm. But has that been perpetuated by like those of us around them not saying the hard thing? Right. And and we can do
0: it graciously because although I'm not good at saying <laughs> like, hey, give me some space. The the reality is, is that when someone comes super close in my space, like a close talker, yeah, I'm not listening to them. I'm lightly panicking in my body. I'm yeah. trying to think of how to get away from the situation. And I'm also like, oh my God, like, did I eat cheese? And do I have bad breath? Right. So yeah. I, now I don't want to talk. Because you're so close to me and I haven't done a breath check, you know, like, and then on top of that, I can't pay attention to anything you're saying because I'm so uncomfortable. And so I feel like with some people that just haven't been like socialized to like have that awareness, I think it's like an act of kindness to say like, Hey, I really want to hear what you're saying, but I need to take a step back for me to be able to focus. Right. Right, Like,
1: right. You know, but then what happens if they just take a step towards you in like another moment? (laughs) Right. Yes. So like, I've had that experience where I said the hard thing <laughs> oh, and I'm like, I'm just going to take a quick step back, you know, or I just take the quick step back without yeah. saying something. And then they just keep following you. Right. to the point where like, you've moved to a different part of the room, yeah. like slowly. Yeah. But I could think of one instance where I actually said what you just said, not in those words, but close. And that person was like, oh, cool. Cool. Oh. And then like a minute later, they were back in my personal oh my space. Oh and so God. that's what I kind of meant by like, yeah, some people just can't help themselves maybe, right. or even if you kind of set up the boundary in a gentle way. Right. I'm wondering even for what, well, again, with that one person in particular, even if I were to have been firm, right. Would it have made any difference? Like, now, wait,
0: does, does where the face is, does that impact you? Cause for me in my 100%. mind, in that moment, if I just said like, Hey, I'm having a hard time hearing you and I turn my head. So they're talking more at my ear. I feel more comfortable. Totally. Right. So maybe yes. I would do that. Like, you know, like, pre-planning. I feel like I don't have a choice.
1: Time. I have to do that. Yeah. I yeah. can't just be nose to nose. nose with a- <laughs> <too much. laughs> totally. Yeah. I kind of just, right. Or I don't even say like, oh, I couldn't really hear you. Like, I just do it. I just kind of mm-hmm. lean my ear in closer. Yeah. But then like, what if you're at some kind of loud venue or like an event oh, that's yeah. loud and like, you're trying to convey a message to a person or they're trying to convey a message to you. And then maybe you feel like the proximity thing is important in order for you to relay that message. Right. Is it the same level of discomfort? Cause for me, it typically isn't the same level of discomfort. Cause I feel like we're in that social situation where that type of communication is like a must or something. Right. And so like my brain, my anxiety is kind of accepted that I'll be unfortunately faced with some close talking or some right. direct, and you know how I feel about my ears, right? I do so know like, that, yeah. You know, I've and for any new warriors listening, I don't like my ears being touched or handled. Um, what about in whispers? Which sweet
0: whispers on your ear? I do
1: not like whispers. <laughs> take several steps back. Like, I don't mind if you want to get sort of close to me to say something, if you're a known and trusted person, yeah. but even then it's a, it's a practice I'm ca- tapping in. I'm usually with my hand on my heart, mm-hmm. you know, taking a slow modulated breath, you know, whatever to calm myself, knowing that like, yeah. okay, this person's very close. It makes me a little uncomfortable, but this is the situation right. where I have to just get through it. Um. But yeah, it's like my mind kind of accepts that anxiety in certain situations versus, If we're at a quiet dinner party with five people in a big open space, you don't need to be right on top of my face while talking. There's plenty of, you know, room. Number one, there's plenty of room to not be so close. And number two, there's not a lot of sound in the airspace. I feel
0: like in the larger environments with lots more sound where you have to kind of like agree to like more of your personal space being like, you know, like people coming into it. I feel like for me, my window of tolerance in those spaces is less. So I can, I can handle my personal space, you know, um, people coming into it, Mm. but I know I'm not going to stay in that loud environment with people like in my personal space for a long period of time. Right. Interesting. Like even like pre pandemic, when I went to concerts and stuff, like I'm small, I think I've talked about this before, you know, or going on subways, I'm small, right. I get like elbows to the face right? If I'm in a concert where people are standing or I can't see or, and I'm just like a little body around all these other taller bodies. Right. And I like, I don't like it. And a lot of me feels like in those situations, this is not with someone talking close to me, but just where bodies are close to me, yeah. I can only tolerate it for so long before I'm like, all right, it's time to go.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So or I feel at least like-, like take a step back, like If you're in a crowd, let's say, in like a standing room only kind of situation, Mm -hmm. maybe you give yourself a 30-minute window and then, you know, you move back away where there's more space, less bodies, right? Right. Right. So maybe you don't need to leave the situation. You just need to find a new home for your body. Right. Yeah. A little little more space. Yeah. Totally. But
0: in in those loud situations, something – it sounds so silly, but something I've been practicing more of is, so we've talked about how I have auditory processing disorder. So when there's a lot of background sounds, it's much harder for me to hear people if they're far away or if there's like another conversation happening in between us. Yep. Right. And and so um I used to just kind of like mull through it and hear certain words and piece together what the person's saying and like you know, nod my head and pretend I knew what they were saying. Right. Sure. But now I'm at the point where I say like, Hey, I can't understand you. Let's either get closer or talk later. Right. (laughs) Like I'm not in the point now where I'm going to pretend I hear what you're saying. And if we can get closer, you know, then I'll say like, Hey, I have auditory, there's too much sounds. Like I can't really hear you or I can't understand you or I can't process what you're saying, whatever it is. Right. Um, so that even has been something where I've practiced just saying it, you know, um, versus just like pretending,
1: you know, like when the space is too far, pretending everything right. is okay. Yeah. I mean, you're stating a need at yeah. the end of the day, right? Especially if you right. actively want to hear what a person has to say. Yeah. Now, I know I've been in that situation where it's like, I don't really care what this person says. Yeah. Right. And so like, I know that's not what you're talking to right. about, right? Right. But like, I can totally see that. To me, if I if you were to be saying that to me, a I would feel like more safe because I understand more about your needs. Right. in conversation with me, right? Yeah, and the space that we're in, and maybe I'm going to say, well, why don't we see if we can move to a space in this room or wherever where we can hear each other a little bit better, mm-hmm. better without maybe having to get closer. And if that's not an not an option then you kind of can at least have the knowledge of like, okay, this person actively also, that's my other point is that this person actually wants to hear what I have to say.
0: Right. right? In both cases, too far, too close. It's like, exactly. Yeah. So so it's helpful to both parties. Right. Either way, you just communicate. It's just harder, I think, with close talkers for me. Um, what, What do you feel like your narrative is or like, what is your discomfort? Like, I'm trying to even think about like what, what it is for me, like, does it feel like when someone's super close, it's a threat? Like, you know what I'm trying Mm to, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, so for you, when someone Mm -hmm. you, you know, but you don't know that well, or a stranger, you know, comes up
1: and is like a very close talker in your face. Like what happens? Like, what do you think? I think the narrative for me is that it feels intense. Even Mm -hmm. if it's a lighthearted conversation, there's an intensity Mm -hmm. that comes with personal space. And so like, when I think about the, and, and a vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So I think it's maybe one or the other or both sometimes Mm -hmm. when I think about the people in my life that I'm very comfortable with being very close to, right. Close, very, very dear friends, my spouse,
0: Mm -hmm. my
1: close family, right. These are people that I love to kiss and hug and cuddle and, you know, Uh, connect with. Right. And not everyone Mm -hmm. is like, Oh, let's, let's, you know, hold hands and be really close together. But like, there's a level. So there's a level of vulnerability and intensity that Mm -hmm. I'm typically not comfortable potentially with um, offering Mm -hmm. or receiving from a person that I either don't know at all or very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so unless I feel like even in a short amount of time that I've gained that kind of trust and I feel like it's obvious, whether it be because of verbal expression or nonverbal expression that that person feels okay with my level of closeness or whatever, then it just feels odd. Anything about it just feels like, is it necessary for me to be this close to this person? It feels unnecessary and intense and vulnerable. And I don't want to be (laughs) intense or vulnerable with everybody in that way. And even if I'm sharing something vulnerable I don't know that it, it requires, um, a proximity change. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, speaking for devil's advocate, even for what I'm saying, you know, for example, I was with some friends recently and, uh, I received an upsetting text. And so I became emotional very quickly Mm -hmm. and without me saying I need closeness, Mm -hmm. one of my friends got up immediately and came to my side. Yeah. She wasn't in my face, like holding me. She, you know, she didn't breach my physical body, Right, but she moved closer to me without me even seeing anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, because she's a trusted person and somebody that I love and care for, and I know that has my best interest at mind, not only do I know that I could have said like, I'm okay. Like, you know, I'm going to get up. Right. Or right. even if I didn't say like, can you please back up? Or, you know, I need space. I would have said like, I need a minute. I'm going to get up. Right. And remove myself from the situation. Now mm-hmm. I know I could have said to her, I love you, but I need, I need a little bit of space and she would right. been fine. Right. But my instinct says that I probably would have been the one to leave the situation mm-hmm. if I felt like I didn't crave that space, but I did want her closeness. Mm-hmm. I did want her space. She did right. make me feel better getting closer to me. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm sometimes that intenseness or that vulnerability, even just in the sense of like camaraderie or being heard or seen feels good. And it sounds like, it
0: sounds like co-regulation there, right? Like
1: it sounds like when the person
0: sat next to you in a way, it was like this unspoken, it was was just
1: support. Right. It was, I'm right here. Right. I'm not just in the room. I'm right here. I'm next to you. You know, if you need to grab me or hug me or whatever, like I'm Mm -hmm. here. Right. And so yeah, I think I think that's true. I, I think that it's it's the vulnerability piece, which sometimes we might want,
0: mm-hmm. depending on the person.
1: And sometimes we're just like mm, yeah. please know. But navigating it's tricky. What about you? What's the narrative? I know you were trying to work it out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it it really depends on the situation. So like, um, I recently did this like improv class and Going into it, I knew we were going to have to make eye contact, like prolonged eye contact with strangers in the class. And so I was mentally prepping for that. And because I've done that before in like I've been to some Kundalini classes where they make you do prolonged eye contact. And I've been to some like workshops and yoga and stuff that make you do prolonged like I. I'm not saying I'm comfortable with it, but I'm saying I have practice in kind of like regulating myself in that moment, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the improv class, knowing it was going to happen, like, and they would make us stand close together, right? I'm like, God, like, I'm like, my stigmatism in my eye is freaking out. Like, you're too close. I can't even focus on you now, right? Like, and then
1: it's like, are they staring at my
0: eye? <laughs> right. Do they see my eye freaking out? You know, it's like, God. Um, but luckily we didn't have to talk. Right. Mm, Um, and so they were having us practice being extremely relaxed in that intense vulnerable state. Yeah. Um, and so although I didn't enjoy the exercise, um, I kind of had to do it. And so I found ways to find comfort in it. Right. And so in that moment, it was just like kind of intense and vulnerable, like you were saying, um, and then like trying to like build the muscle of feeling comfort in that discomfort or relaxed in that discomfort. Right. Right. But then like when I think about like um when Dan and I first started dating and we were meeting a bunch of his like family and friends and stuff, and there was like this party, and you know, one person affiliated on Dan's side, um, it's like my first time meeting this person. And this is the person I keep thinking about with the close talking and the the power, right? You know, he mm. he, without knowing me at all, came up, got in my face, you know, made some really tasteless jokes about how Dan used to like dating younger women, which wasn't even true, right? Because I'm six weeks older than Dan. So it was like, yeah. Okay. And then, like, you know, proceeded to, like, mansplain to me about mindfulness because he oh found God. out that I teach mindfulness all while close talking. And um, I was trying to be really polite because it was, like, my first time meeting this person. Sure. Right. But in that sense, I'm not going to say it felt like a threat, but he I I felt his need to, like, have power control. and, you know, control. And also, like, he needs to be super, super smart and to, you know, like I felt that all and that was really uncomfortable, but I wasn't in the space to like say anything. Right. Sure. It's like new girlfriend meeting all these people. Yeah. Um, but for that, like I don't, I don't have the words yet because it wasn't, it didn't feel like a threat, but it did feel something close to a threat like dominance.
1: Yeah. Like asserting. Yeah. Some yeah. Some kind like of this- like authority, uh, like yes. in front of you. Yes. As yes. a new person. Right. He's yes. like, What's the impression I need to leave on this person? Right, right. That I'm someone to be reckoned with. That I'm strong yes. and yes. commanding and powerful. Mm-hmm. That he is a True honorable man. man. Quote, yeah. quote. Yep. Yeah. An honorable and, man. Yeah.
0: Yikes. Um. And so you know, in that case, I still don't have the language. You know, but I just know right. that in my body, it's it's a little panicky.
1: It's like, yeah. oh my god, I
0: got to get out of this. I got to get out. Right. Of this. You know.
1: Um, I mean, anytime, first of all, I had light anxiety listening to you share that <laughs> and and a little bit of rage too, just yeah. because I feel, I, I think most people have been in that power dynamic before, especially if you're a woman or a girl mm-hmm. yeah. um, or identify as a woman or a girl. So like, I feel like, you know, anytime anyone is trying to secure their dominance in even the most microaggressive ways, you can feel it, right? There's yes. an energy shift and it's yes. not just about- the proximity it's about the language and it, it goes even deeper than that but it it does it is threatening if the mm-hmm. personal space is breached in right. addition to all of those other things that we're saying, yes yes like that is it's just good feedback for us to think about how we might be showing up too mm-hmm. right in the world and how the things that we say not only or not only that we say but how close we are to a person Might feel threatening or intimidating to others, like especially children, right?
0: Or okay, that's a good point. Yeah, no, that's right. Like, yeah, because I was gonna say, or are we modeling taking up space? Because I think about like on public mm. transportation, you know, if you sit next to usually a man who starts like manspreading and putting him his stuff everywhere, you know, like for me, I tend to shrink and it's like, oh, I am a small person. Like, no, it's like, I. I don't need as seat. much
1: space as they do. Right, yeah. Right. Totally. Right.
0: But I paid for the seat. Like, why do I need to shrink? And why does your arm need to come over into my space? Right. Yeah. I understand you get both armrests if you're in the middle, right? In planes or whatever. If you're in the middle, you're technically the rule is they get the middle armrests on each side. Fine. But your arm doesn't need to come over the armrest and like come into my space. Right. And so when when yep. you were saying how we show up in the world, like, yes, like. How, you know, do we get too close to, like being aware of our bodies in other people's personal space. But also when you were saying that, what I thought of is like, do we make ourselves smaller in, in public, you know, or do we take up that space there when someone's trying to encroach in our personal space? Do we kind of like energetically fight it back?
1: Mm, yeah, totally. No, that's fair. Yeah. And it's like, and I like what you said just about are we, are we showing not just girls and women, right. But just people that like, we're allowed to take up space, especially Mm -hmm. in public spaces, especially in spaces that, you know, are maybe, um, deemed above us, quote unquote, or powerful or whatever. And, um, it sort of goes to that line of thinking of, of like, do I have a seat at this table? Right. Do I, am I owed, this space, and I think that that mm. it just at the end of the day, then that goes into questions of worthiness and mm-hmm. insecurity and just patriarchy and what society has deemed mm-hmm. for us for the since the dawn of existence. But not um, wanting to be annoying and an
0: inconvenience,
1: wanting yep. to be likable,
0: not wanting so to we're start not rejecting, yeah,
1: right, absolutely, yeah, it's complicated, it's yeah. complicated. I think that, um all valid things for us to think about, right? Like Mm -hmm. how we're showing up certainly. And is there a balance that we need to strike as far as like standing up for ourselves and creating that space literally for ourselves Mm -hmm. because we're worthy of it because we deserve to take up space. Also, while also having, you know, a little bit of sensitivity and understanding and, um, you know, curiosity about how others might perceive us in a space Mm -hmm. as well. Um, and if you're listening and you've been the kind of person that has maybe gotten in someone's face, even if you thought it was friendly or whatever, like how can we start to read body language too? I yeah. feel like this is such an important skill yes. that we weren't taught as kids that, you know, I know you and I and and many of uh, other teachers that do what we do or people and consent education and whatever just... Mm-hmm working on building this different way of educating not just children, but the people that support and love children, right? Mm-hmm. Parents, educators, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever, just human beings that live in the world, yeah. how to um approach each other through like maybe a little bit more of a trauma informed lens. Like mm-hmm. one thing I I will say, just again, speaking honestly about my about myself is I was in a trauma-informed yoga training a few years ago and we were instructed to give um, cueing and instructions to each other. And we were working one-on-one and, you know, so I was working with this female and um, giving her directions and the instructor came over and it was early on and it was like within the first couple of hours of training. And the instructor came over and he, and he was just like, so how do you think it's going? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm a little uncomfortable. Um, I was honest. I don't even remember all the things I said. And he goes, what do you notice about so-and-so's body language? So I started like making some curious observations and, um, and then he said, you know, are her eyes. Right. And they were like straight down. Ooh. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. He's like, you know, sometimes it can be kind of intense when you're right in front of a person, mm-hmm. especially when you're cueing them in their body. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, like I didn't even think about that. You know, yeah. and I said, I'm like, I work primarily with children and unfortunately, right? Children are, they want to please, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, all people maybe to some extent, but they're like, it's a very much a look at me and how, you know, how am I doing and how's this going? And so, and because I'm worried a little bit more about their safety potentially, right? I am maybe scrutinizing in a way that I don't need to be right? Or maybe like getting a little bit too close to like observe, like how deep a knee is bending over a toe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it really changed the game for me since then. right? It was kind of like, okay, you know, what's a little bit less threatening is to be next to a person to have a little bit more space. Right. Um, not to be like staring them dead in their face, which apparently mm-hmm. was when I was doing with my partner and through this exercise. And, um, of course my immediate reaction was like embarrassment and like, I'm horrible. Right. I, I've, I've scared this person or whatever. And that, I mean, this, this is a, this is an example of like a person practicing, meaning me Mm -hmm. trying to do better and show up better in the world. Right. And so like, I think the reason why I want to highlight this is that I think that's what I want to believe is what most people's intentions is to not make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. right? Like from a deep place, no one's actively, maybe not no one, many, most people are, not actively trying to make other people uncomfortable, especially if they do care about them or mm-hmm. want to get to know them or connect or help them in yoga or whatever the situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so like having that compassion for myself in that moment, like you're here because you're trying to do better. You're trying to learn right? right? right. And, to, and be held accountable for what you are doing yeah. in a kind and respectful way. Right. And he wasn't like, yo, do you see what you're doing right now? You're right, what's wrong like, with you?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And it's like, right. I think this is just good information about like how we can practice viewing ourselves yeah. um, with some compassion and curiosity and maybe can help us learn how to communicate better to people that are making us feel a little bit threatened or uncomfortable. Right, whether right. Whether it be verbally, in our space, in our face, whatever. Right, so. just
0: learning to like be curious. Like in that instance with that woman, right, and where her eyes were, Right, like in that moment, instead of even like stepping back, it could be like, oh, I notice you're looking down. Would you like me to take some some steps back? Right, you know, uh, like I I notice you're looking down. Am I too close? Like, right. So I feel like yeah. there, we can practice that element of curiosity and not even assume her eyes are looking down. So she wants us to move. Right, like maybe her eyes are looking down because she's feeling insecure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so ultimately, sure. like it's like right having an awareness of ourselves, having an awareness of someone else's body, and then being curious and just being like hey i don't know how you're receiving this you know right yeah right. so just
1: having the cho- making the choice to ask yeah. to check in right to yeah. check in um but also knowing that like a lot of people especially when it comes to trauma which many of us or most of us are walking with in some which we shape perform right. some people don't maybe feel like they can and should say anything to you yeah. even if you ask right because right? they want to be liked like us like we're saying exactly. Yeah. It's like <laughs> even those of us that practice this shit and teach it and d- it's like we are all still works in progress. And st- mm-hmm. you know, there's almost om- there's always room for self-study. And so I think yeah. it's just it's a hard tightrope to balance everyone, I think. But that doesn't mean that we can't try. Yeah. And do better. Yeah. But also don't man spread on the subway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or on but a plane, also- right? Or on a train.
1: Or yeah. On any other public
0: transportation, stick to your space. We all paid the same amount of money to go there. Or if you paid less to be in a middle seat, then freaking be in your middle seat. Middle seat.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you, maybe you paid less, but you had booked that flight last minute yeah. and so you didn't have a choice. Well, okay. But you still, took, you still took, uh, made the choice to buy the ticket and sit in that yeah. middle seat. Could have and- waited or... <laughs> Last last note,
0: I, I recently just read this somewhere because I, I was like reading an article about manspreading recently and some guy like said, this dude wouldn't be doing this. Like it was like there's a picture of some manspreader and everything in the article and it was talking about it and everything. And someone in it made the comment like this dude wouldn't be manspreading if he was sitting next to another male. <laughs> Mm. like like the level of of space he was taking up he wouldn't be
1: sitting next to a female but is it because they were both manspreading and so like if both dudes are manspreading well or i just think i think what they were
0: saying is like i mean the level in this picture like this guy's leg was like in the woman's like area in her in her plane seat right like all the way and like if a man's legs were both down there he wouldn't have been like rubbing up against the man- man's legs but because mm. it was the woman's legs it was like okay interesting yeah. it was inter- <laughs> it was interesting it just it made me think about like oh i never even thought about questioning if they change their level of man spreading depending on who's next to them maybe
1: yeah probably right mm-hmm. I mean, I think that unfortunately, our be- a lot of our behaviors change depending on who we're around. So mm-hmm. yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me in the least. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Warriors. Well, we hope that you think about this a little bit this week. How has um, personal space or your feelings or anxieties about personal space shown up for you over the course of your life? Is this an anxiety that you feel like is a big one for you? Does it not feel mundane? Maybe it's something you really struggle with. Maybe you haven't really thought about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could be yourself reflective, are you a close talker? You know, I mean, do you kind of maybe breach the line <laughs> or like, you know, that, um, that old adage of just like, imagine there's a little box around you or something and mm-hmm. like don't, don't reach through the box kind of thing or the bubble don't pop someone else's bubble. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what's your experience with either being someone that feels like people are constantly invading your space? Do you feel like maybe this is something I've done before, even in micro ways that you can um, spend some time thinking about, reflecting on, you know, and how do you navigate when you're presented with a close talker or someone in your personal space? What are the practices for you? Do you kind of uh, go in prepared with like some strategic exits? Mm -hmm. Do you plan to communicate those boundaries in, um, Kind and respectful ways. How do you balance the idea that you deserve to take up space in the world? Yeah. While also um, being considerate of the people around you. hmm Some things to chew on this week, warriors. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. When you think about it. All right, Abby, do you have a win of the week?
0: I do. I mean, Woo. it's a win from a few weeks ago, but I don't think I've shared it.
1: Sweet. let here?
0: So, um, so I don't think I've shared that I was accepted into the Denver zoo volunteer program, Mm
1: -hmm. right.
0: Which felt like a win. Um, and then we had like a training somewhat recently and, you know, it's for, I got, there's multiple different areas that you can volunteer in, you know, you can do like horticulture, you can like do like, um, like landscaping, you can do like, like, caring for, like, the animals, like, um, uh, cleaning out their habitats and everything. Um, or you can, like, do guest experiences. And so I'm volunteering for guest experiences. And so I can, uh, like, work at these info carts Mm. where I tell people information, um, about where to find things and everything. You know, everyone, like, asks for where this ice cream is, Dole Whip, which I'd never heard about before. Anyway. Oh, you know what that is? Yes. Okay, I don't. I still so haven't good. had it. It's on my to-do list. Um, or I can work with the Stingrays um, and I can educate people on, on Stingrays and everything or I can work with the Laura Keats and educate people on Laura Keats. And so I've done trainings for all those things and I've done a couple of my – I've done like three different InfoCart sessions now and I was super nervous signing up for the first one because – you know i want to be perfect at it right <laughs> even as a volunteer <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah. and so but i signed up and i just did it and um it was so super fun um and so i'm volunteering at the denver zoo and then i get to hang out there for a little bit and i get to you know learn more about conservation and learn about how we can really save these habitats right mm-hmm. hey people I'm not telling you not to buy anything with palm oil, but try to get the sustainable stuff and then we'll have less animals in zoos. Yeah. Because we're not ruining their habitats like orangutans.
1: There you go. One simple thing we can do, Warriors. Mm-hmm.
0: Sustainable palm oil. That's it. I like it. Right. Like There's it. an app that tells you. Oh. Uh, you scan a barcode, um, and the the app will tell you if it's sustainable or not.
1: I love that. What's the app? Um, you need to
0: give me a second and it's called palm oil scan all right it's pretty easy and all you do is you scan barcodes and it tells you if it's sustainable palm oil or if it's taking away the homes of orangutans and other animals
1: I love that yeah Man, I love that, you, that this is a win for like so many reasons because we know that you're obsessed with the zoo and painted yes. dogs And now you get to spend time there and actually do what you're also really good at, which is talk to people. Yes. And connect and share helpful information. Yes, totally. Win, win, win. And everyone wins. The the guests at the zoo win, you win, the animals win. And now we've all got something to do, Warriors, which is to- Download the app. Palm oil. Yeah, Do the- I'm sorry. Really quickly, I was thinking mm-hmm. when you said volunteer for this job, I was thinking about Dwight when he volunteers as sheriff's deputy. <laughs> I
0: It's a little different. It's
1: no, of a course. Little,
0: a little course. different. But, you know,
1: it's but I he get says, like, He just says, I volunteered for this job. <laughs> so he's like, it's a job. And Jim's like, it's a volunteer position. I volunteered for this job.
0: Yeah, I very I intentionally try not to call this a job. Right. It doesn't feel like a job. Yeah, No.
1: Yeah. Being that you're not getting paid, there's that. yeah
0: right right. Yep. Even though We're I am working,
1: but yeah. I don't don't feel put like air it's... quotes around working.
0: You're working.
1: <laughs> you are working. You're just yeah. not being paid for that work. You are volunteering. Right. You're being yeah. helpful. You're doing your part for the community mm-hmm. and for a, a habitat that you love mm-hmm. and that brings you and has brought you and your your family joy and yes, giving back.
0: Yes. So I'm I'm probably going to include more conservation tips in the future. Yeah, I love
1: right. it. Let's I all
0: let's all do our little tiny part. I that. love it. I
1: expect zoo facts. Oh I my god, a random zoo fact. Oh every my god, episode.
0: Get ready. Okay, I'm probably going to talk about the Chevalski horse
1: next next one. Okay, mm-hmm. we have something to look another thing to look forward to. Warriors, mm-hmm. can't wait to hear more about that. Actually, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. All right. I love that win. We love you, Warriors. Thank you for listening this week. If you'd like to connect with us for any reason, you can join our Instagram family. We are at anxiety warriors podcast and, or you can shoot us an email at anxiety at gmail.com. Please shout out your wins of the week, big or small. Let us know if you have topic ideas for us. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, you have an anxiety journey that you'd love to share and inspire with. We'd love to hear from you. Let's, let's get you on the calendar. Please take a second and smash that five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in right now. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Grab something fun for yourself or your fellow warriors at our Threadless merch shop. Uh, You can find the link to that in our show notes. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you all so much
0: for going on this journey with us. We are so grateful that we get to do this with you all every week.
1: Till next time.